0: Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this, the Ides of October, October the 15th. Again, uh, hope you are well and um, experiencing God's grace in some wonderful and good way today. Uh, We have a feast day today, Uh, the memorial of St. Teresa of Avila, Avila, I'm sure is more how it is uh, said. And any Spanish person is probably correcting me right now. But um, an incredible woman who I only know just a a bit about and want to know more about her. So um, you uh, hearing this may may have much to add to to what little I'll say about her, but uh, but quite an incredible woman. And we'll talk about her after breaking open the gospel today. Uh, We will continue uh, to break open uh, the 11th chapter of Luke today. Uh, particularly or specifically, we will be looking at verses 47 to 54. So Luke 11:47 to 54, let's break open God's word and see what God has for us today. A reading from the Holy Gospel, according to Luke. The Lord said, "Woe to you who build the memorials of prophets whom your fathers killed." Consequently, you bear witness and give consent to the deeds of your ancestors, for they killed them, and you do the building. Therefore, the wisdom of God said, I will send to them prophets and apostles, some of them they will kill and persecute, in order that this generation might be charged with the blood of all the prophets, shed since the foundation of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who died between the altar and the temple building. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be charged with their blood. Woe to you, scholars of the law. You have taken away the key of knowledge. You yourselves did not enter and you stopped those trying to enter. When Jesus left, the scribes and Pharisees began to act with hostility toward him and to interrogate him about many things, for they were plotting to catch him at something he might say. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, okay, remember this. Jesus is at dinner with these Pharisees and scribes and scholars of the law. And he, for the third gospel in a row, is just laying on the wood. He is just bringing it. And so, yeah, yeah. When Jesus left, the scribes and Pharisees began to act with hostility toward him. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder where that came from. And again, I, I'm not saying that's justified, nor am I even implying that. But but clearly Jesus, again, remember, yesterday he's playing the prophet very strongly, playing it Tuesday as well, but very strongly yesterday, and, and even up to today. Um and and so when Jesus leaves this dinner, they clearly um are on the defensive, and and again, he's holding a mirror up to them. They don't want to see that mirror, and so, and I've said this numerous times. Forgive me if I'm I'm just going down the same path. Human nature is they they really have two choices here. When Jesus holds that mirror up to them, they can look and see the reality and change, or two they can um make sure the the message is particularly the messenger is is um taken away from them because uh, i mean otherwise i mean if if again this is just clearly systems uh how systems change or don't change that for a system and for a person and the structure of the Pharisees and scribes to change it, they have to look at it and say, he's right, we all have to change, and that's a great deal of work. Or they can ostracize the person who is bringing the message and make them the victim here and make them the problem, which, again, systems theory, this happens all the time. It happens in marriages. It happens in families. It happens in in companies. It happens in religious circles everywhere. Um, To be a prophet means you're most likely, in systems theory, going to be the one that is ostracized because otherwise the system has to change. And that's what they're doing uh, here because now they're going to actively interrogate him and and, uh, try to catch him. In something that he says wrongly. Now, remember, we're in the 11th chapter of Luke. So we're only about halfway through the Luke's gospel. Luke's gospel is 24 chapters long. So let's say, and I didn't look this up, but let's say the passion doesn't begin until chapter 22 or so. Probably fairly correct. 22 and 23 would be the passion narrative and 24, the, the resurrection narrative. So, yeah, the Pharisees were probably at odds with him before this, but this heightens it to the level of now we're trying to catch him so we can imprison him or kill him. Why? Because that's the pattern that Jesus is naming here in this uh, in this gospel. The pattern is prophets are unaccepted, and prophets, therefore, are ostracized and at uh, at a certain level even killed, whether it is their reputation, uh, which sometimes is what is killed, whether it is their livelihood, which is sometimes the level at which they are killed, or whether it is physically they are killed. And not only do they you know, get ostracized and then at some level killed, it is the next generation or two generations down that builds these uh, monuments to them, which is what he's saying. You build memorials of the prophets whom your fathers killed. You know, and isn't that, as I was pondering that and, and just looking at that, isn't that human nature? Is, isn't it? Um, in 1968, Martin Luther King was shot and killed by James Earl Ray. And uh, and the Civil Rights Act, I mean, of the 60s, and, and just everything that went on. And in that was the generation before me. I was three years old when MLK was shot. And... My generation makes a holiday to him in in January. Uh, now, have we listened to his message? One could argue no, that we haven't and and we're reaping the fruits of that today and and it's a bitter fruit that we reap. But we've built a memorial to him uh, on january the the third Monday in January, and literally built a memorial to him if you walk washington d c uh, in that area of the, the Jefferson Memorial and the FDR Memorial, and there's the MLK Memorial. And the truth be told, I'm so glad we did because I think he's an incredible man. But I think it shows us the pattern. Um, that uh, and here's the pattern happening again: Jesus is being ostracized. John the Baptist was was ostracized, and um, and and about ready to be killed by the very people who are building memorials to the prophets that came before. And again, maybe that's, that, change comes slowly. Change comes slowly. You know, and, and I, I wish I knew my history better, but I think of, of the signing of the Declaration of Independence and the, and the creation, even more so, of the Constitution and the arguments and everything that took place over that, that it wasn't just almost like coming down from heaven and, oh, yes, this is, this is exactly the right thing to do, and, and we're all in harmony around this document and this truth the bitter arguments and the bitter division that it caused. Um, But yet we look at that now and say, of course that's truth. Of course it is. How much more so God's truth? You know, when when a prophet tries to bring that to us and and our egos get in the way and we don't want to hear that. Um, But maybe the next generation realizes, okay, when the ego is out because you know it's it's our ego that is being attacked by the prophet the immediate one and we can't get beyond that but when the ego isn't involved the next generation down the line they can see yeah those people were right and maybe that's how change comes to us as humans and and maybe that's a pattern we need to try to break brothers and sisters and and I don't even say maybe we we need to in systems theory how do we to use Pope Francis's words, how do we dialogue and encounter, and and how do we pray our way enough to set our ego aside to see the truth of what the person playing prophet to you and I, what they're trying to say, and that doesn't mean we don't play the prophet back and we don't have a dialogue on on truth, um, but but how do we set aside ego in order to really hear and understand? So we can accept those truths now, instead of at some level killing the truth teller, and ostracizing them, uh, and and sustaining the pattern that Jesus is naming here. Uh, Saint Teresa of Avila, of Avila. <laughs> it won't be the last time I do that. First of all, again, uh, forgive my woeful. Um, uh, inadequacy in in naming her, but uh, she was born, my friends, two two years before the uh, the Reformation began. Of course, with Martin Luther and and the 95 Thesis at the church at Wittenberg, which was 1517, so early 16th century. Uh, Teresa of Avila. I don't know if that's how you say Teresa. Well, oh, good Lord, I don't know what I'm doing today. Um, uh, she was born two years before that. And so in 1515, she died, I want to say 20 years after the Council of Trent. So a, a time of great um, tumult and, and upheaval and and questioning and wondering and, and what's going on and back and forth. Yeah, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? And this woman, um, and again, I know little, but she was an incredible in a man's world she was incredibly strong and stood her ground her father wanted her to uh, to be married she was uh, supposedly a beautiful woman she said absolutely not her heart belonged completely and solely to god and um what she did is she she became a carmelite uh, this woman, you know, so she joined the Carmelite monastery, and not only did she join the the Carmelites, she was an active reformer of the Carmelites, and again played the prophet to them, saying, "We have gone away from our original um, um, uh, law or, or rule, and uh, wanted to bring them back to the original rule." Uh, and a rule is the founding document upon which a, a monastic or religious order is built. And she was a, a Carmelite religious sister, lived in monasteries, um, and and did her her spent her life attempting to reform them, and ran into conflict almost at every turn. At every turn, not only with her fellow religious, but with uh, priests and bishops, and uh, and even popes. I mean, it just. Uh, she was incredibly intelligent, uh, incredibly uh, savvy, um, and and courageous, but yet down to earth and and uh, had energy, uh, and and like I said, her heart was completely to God, but she was firmly uh, planted in the world. I mean, this paradox of opposites that she carried with her, and um, and a mystic, she was a mystic, and and her prayer life, uh, if if memory serves, she, uh, <laughs> I mean, she had this ability to levitate, <laughs> you know, I'm like in the midst of her, her prayer, but even she was like, oh, that's nothing compared to, you know, uh, assisting the poor and and being with Christ in, in ways that, again, this is an otherworldly woman in, in, in her mystical prayer was able to levitate, but said, that's, that's not even important. What's important is How do we make Christ known here in in our time? And how is he met in in the person of the poor? Um, She was, uh, yeah, yes, she was amazing. Uh, And and a writer as well. Of course she was, because why wouldn't she be? And uh, wrote two things, neither of which I have written or read uh, The Way of Perfection and The Interior Castle. And uh, both supposed to be quite incredible. She was the first woman, along with Catherine of Siena, uh, to be named a doctor of the church. Now, two weeks ago, we celebrated Therese of Lisieux. And Therese is also a doctor of the church. Uh, That amazing woman, the little flower, uh, because her feast day is October 1st. Uh, uh, By the way, also a Carmelite, Therese of Lisieux. Um, but Teresa and Catherine were named doctors of the church, the first two women in 1970 by Paul VI. And Therese was not named a doctor until, I want to say 1995. Don't, don't quote me on that year, but it was John Paul II who uh, named her a doctor. Anyway, uh, I, I invite you brothers and sisters to learn more about her as I want to, too. <laughs> now get this. <laughs> She Therese. Oh yeah, she's the patron saint of headaches. <laughs> uh one, I I need that on a practical level, but two, again, remember she played the prophet and uh and was trying to reform not only the church but particularly the Carmelite order and constantly was was meeting with uh with kickback and, and uh you know, just uh Fighting and, and argumentation and things, and so I'm sure it was a headache to those around her. But again, it goes back to this reading, that uh, that she was seen as a struggle even within her order. But yet later, look what happens: so the memorial's rebuilt to her after the fact. It is difficult to play prophet. I want to leave you with one prayer of Saint uh, Teresa of Avila. Uh, and how wonderful it is. It is one of my favorite prayers, and I'm sure you've heard it before, too. But let's, uh, before we pray the rosary, let's pray this. This is the words of St. Teresa of Avila. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience, patience obtains all things. The one who has God lacks nothing. God alone suffices. Brothers and sisters, in our time of tumult, because again, this is a woman who knew change, who knew anxiety, who knew uh, tumultuous times and the division that causes. She says, let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you, even in the midst of this thing. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. The one who has God lacks nothing. God alone suffices. Let that be our prayer today. And let's pray one more time. Uh, Let's uh, leave our intentions before our Blessed Mother as we pray uh, a decade of the rosary. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. The fourth luminous mystery, the transfiguration. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, uh, St. Teresa of Avila, pray for us, Uh, and may you uh, be blessed today.